All right. Borderline Raptors, episode 13. Ready to launch. Kitch joining me very, very shortly. Deno on hiatus. Uh, uh, as a result of Deno having way too many kids in his 50s, uh, he's got a lot going on. So we are going uh, to be missing him for a bit, but he's still contributing with his picks and his uh, insights that we get uh, via the old WhatsApp. Uh, but we were going to be introducing uh, some guest contributors. Uh, Brock uh, will be on tap here. He doesn't know this yet, but Brock will be on tap here very shortly. And as you'll find out, Kitch decides amongst his group uh, who he will be bringing in to the fold uh, as a guest contributor uh, and then relatively near future. So uh, get ready for that. But uh, tonight it's a it's a season preview recap of uh, the wraps, what to look forward to, what we're concerned about moving forward, what we feel good about moving forward, uh, some hardened trade talk stuff. And I think it's pretty uh, obvious at this stage. We're just done with the whole James Harden thing. Like we We don't, the Raptors and James Harden would be a, disastrous move, especially if you're giving up uh, Pascal or something of any uh, real value for a guy that you may not be here in, in two years and for a guy who's such a train wreck. Uh, so that's uh, on the docket. Then it's uh, NFL storylines, which obviously the big one of the week, which was a money-losing proposition. Uh, the football Jets of New York. So uh, there's that to digest. And then... Uh, you know, backyard gambling, uh, what drives you crazy in AOB. So that's uh, how it rolls tonight. Way too long for the two of us, but again, I think it was uh, relatively quality for the most part. Everyone we heard from uh, last week enjoyed last week's pod, so hopefully you'll enjoy this week as well. Uh, but leading into it, I think there's no more appropriate uh, chant than the one that you're about to hear. So uh, take it away for all you Trevor Lawrence fans out there. Christopher Kitchen. <laughs> oh, a little ode to Deno. A little, a little ode to that. A little nice. Deno memory. Yeah, it's nice. You know what? Deno's going to be back with us at some stage here, but we, um, you know, obviously the kid thing. The kid thing late in life, uh, we told him, we warned him, we warned him. So, uh, but yeah, for the time being, uh, it's you and I, and uh, so really more me than you, but that's fine. Um, but we are, I think we're going to introduce, we'll introduce a couple guest uh, parties coming up here in the next few weeks. Brock, I know you're, I know you've been waiting for a long time for this, so get ready. Uh, and kitchen. So you got know, my group of guys, Brock's my no, my number one that we're going to bring in. Who are you picking to bring in uh, Ooh, I, as I, your number one? I, I they'll have to reach out. I'm not. I'm not. Pick I, one. I can't. You have to pick one. I'm not picking. I'm not picking that. The nothing good. Nothing good, like? nothing good could happen for me picking that. Well, I just did. Fuck Stover and Marcotte. I just you picked live, Brock. You live in another country. You, you don't see them. Marilyn Joe. I don't need them. I'm going with the guy. I'm going with the guy that I trust the most, who is going to bring some value to the pod. All right. You don't have to pick this person, but if you had to, out of your buddies, who brings the most value to the pod? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you, you, fine, I yes, you do. No, who brings the uh, We're going to come back. You know, at the end of the pod, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to ask you to get an AOB, and you're going to give me an answer. You are going to give me an answer. Oh, you'll forget by then. That's good. No, I won't. No, I won't. No. All right. So here we are, opening night of the NBA uh, with the Nets, New Jersey Nets. Or, sorry, the Brooklyn Nets looking very, very good uh, opening night. But as you know, Barkley said at halftime, let's just not get carried away with them yet. But we're going to talk raps first. But let's, but it, can you believe that we're 
just like that, the we're post bubble. We're back into an NBA season. Like that to me seems sort of very weird. Very fast. Yeah. Kind of quick. Kind of came quick. Doesn't seem then there's no real ramp up. It wasn't like, oh, we get excited. It was just like, oh, it's here. All right. Let's 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 go. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like I was disgusted with game six uh of the finals like four days ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now here we are. Here right back. Here right back. Right in the heart of uh in the heart of everything, too. Like it seems does it not seem like there's there's uh, a boatload of stuff going on right now. Like I, I we've, we've got full lockdown. Like I'm thinking my nights are full. My nights are full. Even full lockdown. I got sports <laughs> on. Cool. You know what? The NBA is for you. People uh, entering the world of lockdown are already in the world of lockdown. Uh, the NBA couldn't come that like that. Cause if you look at the schedule, I mean, there's just hoops forever for the <laughs> next six months. Yeah. And I love college football. Like there is no break. Game every, it's a bowl game every night in college football too. So I got that until January 2nd. I so I know. How did I miss BYU tonight? I knew I loved it. I loved it early and I miss BYU. By the way, BYU is destroying Central Florida. Yeah, they are. And they I are. forgot about it. All right, well, listen, let's kick things off with our final Raps preview as the Raps kick off tomorrow night uh, at home to the New Orleans uh, Zion Williamson uh, Pelicans. So, I sent it out today that for one of our agendas, we were going to talk about your biggest concern with the wraps going into the season. And you, but, and uh, on the flip side of that, you think that you're most comfortable with the wraps uh, moving forward. So uh, let's start with our biggest concerns. So I went through, I kind of broke the team down initially, and we did this a bit last week too for starters. We definitely lack any, lack any depth. Um, we will need somebody to come some one or two players to come off the bench and shine this year to give us any sort of chance. And and the verdict is still out. Who's that, who that will be like, I, I do like, so yeah, Lowry, no who that is. No, I got, a, I got a feeling though. So I got Lowry and Van Fleet and you rotate in Malachi and Thomas. So I'm okay with the point guard. We got, look at four semi-decent guards in there. Thomas is a little suspect and Malachi's new, but uh, they're, they're, they're okay. I can live with those guys. We start OG and Siakam. Then we rotate in Davis and Powell. Davis and Powell, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll down to Powell later on later on here and other concerns, but uh, <laughs> that could be shaky. <laughs> I said your biggest concern, not your multiple biggest well, concern. I, that's your my biggest. Biggest, I'm just I'm just looking at depth. We start Baines, then we rotate in Boucher, which is skeptical. So looking through that, we need a guy off the bench. Um, I'll come back to my so that 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 is my biggest concern is our is our lack of uh, our lack of depth. That's. Uh, that's what uh, that's what concerns me. That's my biggest concern. I got I got three or four others, but that's my biggest. All right. Well, let's well let's break that down a little bit because we'll we'll get into the other ones. But uh, I would agree. All of a sudden, from where we have been, nothing but depth for you know a good five six years. No one's ever questions our depth. To now, like we have a lot of holes, a lot of question marks, and I, it's not my biggest concern. But I just don't know how we're going to score enough. I really because you have to remember, like Lowry. Is not a natural scorer. Yeah, he puts like he puts a point. He's a grinder. That's what he's. But he's not a great like three. He's not a great shooter. A natural shooter. Same with Freddie. Right? Freddie's a grinder. He gets you points because he's got to sort of grind his way through it. Freddie gets twenty five one night and he gets three the next night. That's like Freddie's. Freddie's not your your consistent twenty point guy. No, and I think Lowry. You could almost say the same thing about Lowry. Right? Lowry's going to get you twenty five or thirty one night, and he's going to get you eight. Right. Pascal, who was, at, we do forget about Pascal last year, beginning of the season, he was pretty consistent. He was a 25 to 28 point guy a night for the first third of the season. Right. So he was, but again, we're, we'll, let's, let's get into him in a second. Um, but then after that, after those three guys, who scores on a consistent, consistent basis for us? 
Um, <laughs> yeah. No one. Yeah, no, right. No one. Nobody. Nobody can put you and I don't know that you can you can't go to town. I don't know that you can contend. Yeah, I don't know that you can contend when you have no idea where your scoring is coming from on a given night. Like we're just we're gonna be like, oh yeah, tonight it was so and so. But that's gonna be it's always gonna be the recap. Like, oh tonight so and so scored 26, and then you don't hear from him again for four weeks. So like I just think that's a tough, tough sledding for us. Yeah, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have nights where you're gonna say, "Wow, we looked great tonight. We were we gelled. These guys were all hot." And then the very next night, we're gonna look awful. I think you're gonna have a very roller coaster ride season this year with the Raptors, from game to game. Yeah, and I and I kind of say I feel horrible about uh, the wager I made last night about twelve thirty at night when I bet the Raptors over uh, season victories. Oh, so did I. Forty three. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, we have. We, you and I have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nine years in a row, too, hasn't it? It's been like eight or nine years in a row. So we got to ride that. We got to ride that train. Oh, well, I mean, I would never bet the under. That's for sure. Uh, But yeah, that's true. Actually, they have had a good, yeah, they've had a very good run on season total overs. But uh, all right, listen, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to bust out my biggest concern. Then we'll we'll come back to yours, um, your, your add-ons. So here's my, and this ties into the news today of OG's uh, four-year, was it four-year 72 million? So here's my biggest concern. You now have a core of Freddie, Pascal, and OG who who have big, big money. Mm-hmm. That's our nucleus for the next four or five years. And I just sit there and think, well, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that core wins you a lot of second round matchups, let alone championships. So I guess if we're looking, like you got to project it at three years. So I guess the question is, in three years, does that is that core? Because you, you're not, you're kind of, you're paying them today, but you're kind of banking on two or three years that they improve significantly from where they are today. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very skeptical of that as well. Well, here we are. I mean, Freddie may have pinnacled, Pascal may have pinnacled, and yeah, I think OG's probably the guy with with ceiling. But can I just say that I was. Um, when I when Bobby, my Bobby, told me the news, I was like, "Oh my God, we completely overpaid for OG." I thought that's ridiculous, eighteen million dollars a year. But then I did a little research, as I am known to do. Good for you. Good uh, for you. Yeah. So if you, so I went and looked at the salaries in the NBA for this season, and I looked from sixteen to twenty million. When you do this, if you spend five seconds looking at this, all of a sudden OG at eighteen million. I actually think that's probably right, right where he is. So look, making $20 million next year or under Brogdon, who I would take Brogdon over, over OG. Oh, hundred percent. The bonus. I, I would, I would take Sabonis over OG. Okay. But now get ready for it to fall off a fucking cliff. Gary Harris. No, I would not take him over. Zach Levine. No, I would not take him. Gallinari. Nope. Jeremy Grant. Nope. Tim Hardaway Jr. Nope. Terry Rozier. Maybe. maybe he's a, he's a borderline yeah, he's a maybe but i would not julius randall nope uh alan crabby i don't fucking know who he is uh so he's a no he's a hard no uh aaron gordon no head case Dragic. so i would take Dragic, but like on a very limit not for future like for this year if we were trying to win yeah for 18 million i would take Dragic over og but i'm not that's not a long-term play and then it's miles turner it's a maybe yeah both Bogdanovich guys, they're maybes. Uh, Gorgel Dang, even Fournier, 
Uh, and then you're down to Eric Bledsoe, Eric Gordon, Timothy Mozgov, Karis Levert. I would 100% take him over. Uh, he's making 16 million. Uh, and then you got you you crap out at Clint Capella, who's a maybe. Like so, what well, I guess what I'm saying is my my original reaction was, oh my god, we totally overpaid. What are we doing? To like, no, that's exactly where he's supposed to be slotted. It's amazing that you can make 18 million dollars a year in the NBA and be maybe a 12 and seven guy because I think oh. that's what OG is. We kill for twelve and seven from OG. Like he, he's played, <laughs> yeah. he's played twenty. He's played twenty minutes in each of the three preseason games. He's got five, two, and zero rebounds. So like twenty minutes, all three games, five, two, and, and so what? What like is he on the team? He's not a natural scorer. He's a good defender. We'll not get at all. They like no. They like it for defense. So he's got to be. He's got to be the guy that gets rebounds. But he's got to go to the boards and, and get some of these rebounds. Get some of these balls. So so I like I I just don't know. Like what he what he what is he like is he is he just a is he a, is he a what's that Bowden the old Bowden guy is he just our defender guy who who makes the odd perimeter shot or what's what's his role well that's what I mean he's almost like a a slightly glorified uh, Dennis Rodman type from a scoring perspective like you know maybe he'll get you eight to twelve or sixteen points one night but yeah if he's not getting you ten rebounds every night then fuck. Yeah, what's he doing out there? Because he's we cannot count on him for anything other than that. I actually think he's an overrated defender. I don't think he's that great, but yeah, he's still he's not horrible. Um, but that's what are we talking about? Not horrible gets you eighteen million. I, and I don't so. think he's very smart. Oh, t- talk about a guy that's not in the moment like that guy. He is always he always looks like he's somewhere else, just kind of spaced out. He's got his mouth open. He's just kind of he's looking around. He made that shot and in, in uh, that shot in, against Boston in the playoffs last year, and it was like. It was like he didn't like. There was no, there's no like fist pumper. Yeah, it was just like, oh, that went in, huh? And he's walking back. I'm like, I'm Jesus. telling you right now, if if they had hooked him up to the lie detector test right after that, like I mean, immediately after that, and and the first question is, is your name OG and Obi? Yes. Did you know you just hit the game winning shot to keep your team alive for the rest of the season? The answer would be no. <laughs> and that would be the honest answer. Yeah, I think you're right. He had like, no idea. He had no idea. No. He, there's nobody like he doesn't. He's not. He's not part of the high five crew on the team. He's not part of the cheering guys. He's just kind of. He's kind of there. Like he's, I, so yeah, to 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 link him in with eighteen again, million. Look at the name. I know, but when you look at the names I just rhymed off, you're sitting there going, yeah. he, "That's the that's the price point." That's yeah, you're the right. Market. I know, which is mind boggling. Yeah. Considering what I get paid for my living. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm way smarter than OG. <laughs> yeah, he is a play. Pickleball. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I think pickleball will be way too advanced for OG. <laughs> that scoring system <laughs> pickleball, are you kidding me? He'd be, he wouldn't, he'd be, he'd in, the kitchen. No, be in the kitchen all the time. Zero one one. Zero one one. He'd have no idea what I'm talking about. That would take the better part of three seasons to figure that one out. Um, so yeah, my concern is all of a sudden we are now pretty much pot committed to this nucleus of good, but not great. Now, and I know everyone's going to sit there and say Pascal was an all-star first team, uh, you know, a starter for an all-star team last year. I agree he was, but since the all-star break, you could almost make the argument. It's just been a downward spiral. And we, we will talk about him uh, going into the season in a second, but I just think we're, that's my biggest, all of a sudden we are just, we're committed to being a mediocre team for the next five years. That's my concern. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you, but you know what? We probably would have said this. We would have probably said this five years ago, four years ago. And 
Mazai was able to work Kawhi in the picture and also so like that. We if we get a, if we happen to get a solid guy in there, then everything changes. Everything everything changes. Then every then now all of a sudden none of these three are the are the go to guy down the stretch. This other guy's the go to guy, and I think these other three are decent yeah, per, per, periphery who's players. This, who's this? Who's this fantasy other guy that you're thinking of? Uh, you never know. Like who so, is that person? You, but five yes, years I ago, do. Do. five years ago, we would have never said, "Oh, that quiet. We're going to get quiet for sure." Like so, people come available in the in the in the free agent market trades. Like who knows who knows who's going to come available? Who knows what team's going to implode and want to dump their big contract guys? Maybe we, maybe that's where we step in. So I, I would I wouldn't say, based on what Mazai's done in the past, I wouldn't say that we are dead for five years, but we are not great for five years with the nucleus we have but i'm not convinced we like we got a ton of cap space now so if they can find they can find a gem out there i think that can that can can give us a chance give us a yeah well i i would agree we have flexibility all of a sudden except we have flexibility going to now it's probably the worst free agent class in the next 10 years or the last 10 years uh, all of a sudden, that you know, the only person available next year, and the rumor is that it's just it's a not it's a foregone conclusion. He's resigning back with the Clippers, which that makes sense, seeing as that's what he chose to do uh, eighteen months ago. Uh, is Kawhi after that? That class is terrible. So we, I think, we'll have cap space going into a number of number of years, but that's the whole Toronto thing. Are guys actually going to come to Toronto? Uh, you know, who's out there three, four, two or three years down? There? I don't know. I think I'm telling you. We're about to toil in five five seed land. We are in five seed land for the next five years. Well, five seed five seed land's not horrible. At least we're in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, we're, yeah, we're round one of the playoffs. We had an extra we had an extra six games a year. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I still think that like we don't necessarily have to grow by free agency. We can grow by trades too. So you know, free agency is only half of the way you can grow. Trade a trade market is another half. Well, I'll tra- yeah, I trade. We got to. We we do need. I mean, to give Masai, not Masai, Masai. Uh, if we can find the gems, right? If you can find the Pascals in the in the late first round, uh, you know, get some of these. You know, it, hopefully Flynn turns out to be the real deal. So if you can get those guys, if you can get quality guys, late first round picks, which are, which is where we've been, which is where we're probably still going to be, um, then that's huge too. You you can build through the you can, God. Apparently, we can build through the unsigned uh, free agents too. Uh, you know, with Terrence Davis and Freddie and that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a chance, but that's a you know that is a that is a riskier proposition. If you can't build within free agency, I think you're. I think we we struggle a little bit. I mean, it's it's a tougher grind if you're not building it. If you cannot get a stud in free agency, it's a tougher grind. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And by the way, mark my words. This is. I would now knowing what I know now, I would say it's almost a foregone conclusion that DeMar DeRozan will be a Raptor next year. Oh. Out there early. DeMar DeRozan will be a Toronto Raptor next year. Hmm. Hmm. Or maybe this year. We might trade for him. We really might trade for him. Hmm. Yeah. Full circle. Say, I'm not overly excited about that, but there's guys who there's guys no, who but I, do not win. That guys like Vince Carter, Camarlo Anthony, guys that just are decent players, but just don't win. And I think DeRozan falls in that camp. Well, and yeah, I agree. And then, then the whole DeRozan thing is that his game doesn't translate to today's game. He can't shoot three pointers, which that doesn't help. Even though he was twenty six and six last year, uh, with a relatively high usage rate, 
He's still a, he's still a, like he's a good th- third person in a good team. He yeah, can't third, be your step third person for sure. Your guy, third person for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I, all right, all right. Listen, we uh, we digress because you had uh, multiple concerns, even though I asked for one, your biggest. But you have multiple, so why don't we why don't we chop those off? So the other ones I chopped off. We talked about a pure shooter. We need a we need a pure shooter. Powell, three preseasons, one for twelve from three in preseason. He's not afraid to shoot, even when he's not feeling it. This will come back to bite us. Like like one for twelve. That that's we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go on length about it. But just that's a concern. Is I don't think I don't think Powell Powell has a shot that we need for this new NBA. Right. Is he going to be a next level guy that says all of a sudden, okay, look, at I've got another opportunity uh, because you know we're not getting Giannis. you know, Serge and Gasol are going to get this more minutes available. No, I, I would, his best lot in life is to be exactly what he's been to this point in his career, a sixth or seventh man who gets 20 minutes a game. And when he gets hot, you go like, that's great. And when he has a shitty game, you're sitting there going, okay, well you, you don't play more than 20 minutes anyway. So, so I agree. Trying to put him into a 32 to 34 minute, uh, a game player. That's not our answer. No, I agree. That's a disaster. Actually. And then uh, and the, we're gonna we talk, will be throwing shit. We will, we will. And then we'll talk about Siakam because we we're going to circle back with him. Just he his yeah, like he, I got him in my concerns and I got him in my comforting. So one of my concerns, like if he gets huh? the ball anywhere near, near the key, I like he just he doesn't have any. He has he has no he has no confidence. As I said last year, he doesn't have he doesn't have the hops. Like he doesn't have the the hops he had in the key last year. He just doesn't seem to have the the ability to make a three or four footer. He, he short arms it. He doesn't jump high enough. I don't know. It just, it's it, the, which was there before in his early career, whether all the teams have figured it out or not, but he is a, he's a concern in, in, when he gets close to the basket. That's what I would say. So listen, I would totally uh, agree with the concept that teams have started to figure him out, right? They've now, there's a book on him as to how to neutralize him, which I think Boston did very, very well. Um, and yeah, in these preseason games, he's, you know, not looked great, not looked horrible. It's preseason. You can't really tell. But what I don't like about it is I just think his effort is average at best. I just really, really think he's an average effort guy. When you watch him game in and game out, you never get the sense that guy's motor is just at, at full throttle the entire from start to finish. He kind of loafs a little bit. Um, and I think he read his own. Like I, I've said this bef- before. I think he's read his own. Uh, headlines. I think he thinks he's much uh, better than he actually is. Can you hear the plane? Can you hear the plane going? Yeah, 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 I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not in an airport, but there's a plane. It's a plane right over top. Um, so yeah, for me, oh my gosh, if we were ranking concerns, he'd be very, very high on my list. Don't forget, like when he was just before the All Star break, he was averaging 24 a game, right? And in the bubble, he was struggling. I think he was averaging 18. Like. And that's at a, at a terrible shooting percentage. Yeah. No, not good. Not good. No, no, it is a concern. It is a concern for me inside. Uh, that was, I think that was it. For, well, my only other concern or uh, I guess say observation, which is a bit concerning. We've given, so this Jalen Harris, we picked him up in the second round this year. We've given him eight minutes and six minutes in two games. Like was he, he's, he's now on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thinking, so we picked up Freddie in the second round. 
We picked up Pascal no, in the second Freddie, round. Freddie was uh, – no, okay. Well, listen. Marilyn Joe will be all over you for this. So we got Pascal late for – he was 27th pick overall with that oh, was Pascal. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And Freddie was uh, an unsigned – he was an undrafted oh, drafted, agent. That's right. Even beyond Undrafted free agent. But the so those YouTube, guys got chance. You got the whole YouTube thing on Freddie. I did see that when he did the speech. Uh, yeah. he's like, well, I guess my life's been hard. Yeah, my yeah. life's already been hard. I guess it's one more thing in the in the journey. Blah blah. blah. It was a great yeah. speech, yeah. actually. <laughs> well, that was his draft party, right? I think that was yeah. the night of his draft party. <laughs> yeah. he didn't you get drafted. That's, that's a, it's like the bride. Not for, for, it's like the bride not showing up to the wedding. Get the wedding, and uh, yeah, the bride's not here. <laughs> you know that was ballsy. That's ballsy to have a draft party when you're not sure. Mm. You're getting drafted. You know what? His agent was not at his draft party. That's a telltale sign that perhaps maybe you're not getting drafted. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when your posse is putting a lot of thoughts in your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. Um, comforting? Want to go to comforting? Yeah, let's go to comforting. I don't have a lot there. Trust me. I have no, I almost no comforting. I know you don't. You, you, you seldom do. <laughs> the... Uh, I, I do like I actually do like like I do like our four our four point guards. I'm I'm I I do find it comforting we got some decent ball handlers, decent guards this year. So I'm I I think one of those one or two of those guys can flourish and do a pretty decent player this year. And and, and it might be Malachi. It might be if they can figure out how to work Matty Thomas in and get him open for shots. It might be him if if, uh, if Freddie now has got his big deal and and has got paid for what he's finally waited for his whole life. Maybe he shows up this year. So I do like that. I I I find that. I think we're going to be pretty. We're going to be okay with our guard play this year. I think. I think we'll be. We'll be happy with that. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that guard guard play. Well, listen, if our guard play is not our super strength, then oh my gosh, we are in big big trouble. So yes, the guard. But uh, I would agree with that. Um, for me, the comforting piece about the Raptors which gives me a little bit of hope is that I actually do think we're being recognized as a top flight organization. Uh, and obviously that, I think that would change if they don't resign Masai, which that is a whole other topic for discussion later in the season. But the raps have now built a culture, I think a little bit. And I, I have to give, I think Lowry is actually uh, a big part of that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think we're going to resign him. Uh, if we don't trade him for some major trade to get rid of his, his number this year, I think we'll resign him and he'll play another two or three years and on a much smaller number. But I I like the fact that we should be enticing to free agents, to trades, to unsigned uh, draft picks that where people want to come to the Raptors, people want to come to Toronto. Like I think I do think the the championship changed that a little bit. So that's somewhat comforting me that we're that it's not like we're a fly by night organization that one good year and everyone's like, oh my God, we're a disaster. Why would I ever go there? Like I think there's there's credibility with our with our group. Um so I think that's a good thing. But that has to translate into something now other than Kawhi. Like we have to, you know, Giannis off the table, uh all the other top flight free agents are off the table what it appears to be but we have to land something else i hope it's not harden as that next piece uh which we're going to talk about here in a second but uh we need we need we do need that next sort of the validation right it's like the um we used to when we bowl and you get it we always play first strike so whoever wins whoever rolls the first strike wins 10 bucks when the guys are playing right so uh but we have the validation rule that just because you're at first strike, you must get n- at least nine or better in your next ball, your next frame to validate your strike. That's what the Raptors are. We have to validate our championship with something else. 
can't be a first round, second round team. We have to be like, we got to get back to an Eastern Conference final at some stage in the next few years. They're like, okay, we validate it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Drake I think Drake helps us too actually as much as I Drake? El Drake? I think he does he he gets a little he gets he's connected with all these guys, so I think he gets a little bit of, a little yeah, bit of paid any dividends yet. Then why the fuck didn't he keep Kawhi? Right? Yeah, true. True. Why did KD not because apparently him and KD are buds? Like why was there not even a look at us? Like I still do think we are that like, oh tr- the whole Toronto thing is like, oh Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, I agree. The United kind of well as now a uh, member of the United States community on a part time basis. I don't think fucking Americans really uh, Kentucky Rust. When I say fucking Americans, I'm not. I don't mean you. Um, I don't think they have a clue what really goes on up in Canada. I don't think they know necessarily that we're a normal, like civilized country. Half of them. So uh, you get these uh, free agents who fuck Canada. I mean. They don't even, I honestly don't know that. Yeah, they'd be like, well, why would I ever go there? I'm not even thinking. So I think that's still a stigma that we have to fight through it. Um, but yeah, I think that's a real, I think they do think that's a real battle for a lot of these uh, players. Canada's just like, no way. I'm not going. For it. I'm not yeah. going there. We tell, tell Rusty to come up, come up and visit me, visit me in my igloo anytime. So I'll get my igloo. For <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, can I, he would love to go uh, ice fishing. Oh, Rusty would be very good at it. He would be very, very good at it. <laughs> so he would yeah oh, you know what i'll let him know invitation uh invitations out there uh all right i think that's uh we can no i got more company i got a couple company. i got a couple more comforting things one being oh, you, I, oh, said, right. I said i said i said siakam was a concern but the nice thing about siakam he did go he went nine for 17 from three in preseason shot 53 percent from three in preseason you know if he if he if he's, if he's failing on the inside and I know we've seen this cycle before, but if, if somehow he's worked on his shot and he, and he can actually go 40% from three, we might be able to forgo this inside movement and, and he becomes a perimeter player. So small, small sample size, but but it show like maybe maybe this is the new Siakam. Maybe he's not the, the go to the, the rim guy anymore. Maybe he's the outside shooter. Oh my God. Don't tell that. Oh. 53% from three in the preseason. I know, but that's a very small sample size. And I don't think that's where he's going to make a living. I really like, I think that's the him falling in love with the three point line. That's like Marilyn Joe, Marilyn Joe, our very first ever uh, men's league game. He hit his opening three point shot. And then fe- we never saw him inside the three point line after that. And that's where he thought he could make a living. And guess what Marilyn Joe couldn't do is make a living outside of the three-point line. I don't think we want Pascal trying to make a living outside the three-point line. That would be, no. oh, talk about being angry and throwing shit at the TV. That, yeah, that would be awful. That would be, uh, no, I think he has to get back to the, whatever the tape is or the film of him in the first 35 to 40 games of last season. If I'm Nick Nurse, I am, make, I am watch it. clockwork watch it. oranging him. Yeah, I get with the toothpicks in the eyes, making him watch that shit until he cannot deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And go, that's who you are. That <laughs> is who you are. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because what's that? Seventeen. That's six a game. He's taking. See, I think. Uh, he's, yep. I think he's. I think three threes a game is where we're at. Yeah. If he, if he, well, I, I don't think I think new NBA, new NBA. I think he's taking six. I think he's taking six to eight a game. I know. So do I. And I think that's you should not be comforted by that. That should be uncomfortable. Well, I'm, that should I'm be comfort- uncomfortable. I'm comforted that he makes them <laughs> so, so far. But, but yeah, that, uh, that could... all right. My last yeah, comfort, my last comfort story, and this one is a little bit. Uh, I 
so I've been like I'm, I'm looking at the depth of the Raptors. I'm like, who is who do we have a chance with? Who might be a bit of a dark horse here? I like this Utah Watanabe guy. We just signed him. He's on. He's a fish on the roster. Yeah, he's six nine, two fifteen. So solid bodies. Got some height from Japan. Played at George Washington University. This guy played. He played eight minutes versus the Heat. And so in eight minutes, he had six points, three re- three rebounds, and two assists. And two for three from three. He played the second game against Charlotte. He played another just eight minutes. Got three points, three rebounds, one assist, one for two from three. And then the 12 minutes in the first game, got five points, four rebounds, and two assists. Shot two for two from three. So this guy went five for seven from three with with boards of three, four, and, uh, three, four and uh, three in eight, eight, and 12 minutes. You know, that's that's a, those are good numbers for playing playing eight or eight to wow. 12 minutes. I'm doing the math in my head here on the per 37 because that's the stat, right? That everyone, you know, what what are your stats per 37? So if you were playing 37 minutes a game, what would your stats be? Like, fuck, those would be, he'd be yeah. a 20 and oh. 10 guy. Huge. Yeah. Right? He'd be per 37. So yeah, we take that. Um, I agree. So to your point earlier, that's the question. Is someone like that going to come out of the weeds? We go, fuck, we had no idea. And all of a sudden, if Watanabe is a great guy, a, a great seventh, eighth man off the bench, give me the X kind of minutes for that sort of or if he ends up being a starter, what? And yeah, if we get that kind of production of something we don't know about, then that could be a bit of a game changer. We'll talk about how I don't think it's going to matter based on the, the strength of the East. But um, yeah, I mean, we could we could get lucky with with a Watanabe. You know what? You know what? Too. That's a great jersey. I think I'd buy that jersey. Watanabe oh. jersey. Oh, oh my Watanabe. god! Who's you Watanabe? You know, Utah. Why? Why A Tampa Bay Raptor jersey? You're going to get a Tampa Bay Raptor jersey with Watanabe on? Yeah, that's it. There's an antique. There's an antique. Oh, you know, yeah, it's true. I thought about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Good. All I got. I'm glad you're comforted. Yeah. That's all you got. All right. Um, okay, so quickly. Very quickly. We got to get off this. Uh, the other big news of the week. And Deno keeps, you know, although Deno has been on the pod, he's still contributing because he keeps setting these fucking links out that there's all this um chatter about harden to the raptors yet every time i google it there's very little chatter about it (laughs) so for whatever reason the google algorithm is not picking this up but today deno uh claims that there's uh, still big talk about it that's either lowry or siakam but it has to be a siak if i'm houston has to be siakam like i'm not gonna it would have to be if you if you um but Again, can I just say very quick? I am on record as saying I may cancel the pod and all my Raptors viewing if we fucking trade for Harden. That article, that ESPN article, if you haven't read it, people, go read it. What a train wreck. Yep. Yeah. The, the, and the art, the sum, like summarizing the article, just basically how Westbrook finally, he finally came out and spoke out and then he just blew his gasket how how the whole franchise catered to Harden. He was late for the plane. He was late for the bus. He was late for film. And everybody else had to wait for him. For And he was notoriously doing that. When he had to get tested down in the bubble, he'd go late to get to get his testing and, and make everybody else wait for for film time. Just just a guy that the whole organization bended to his lackadaisical sort of attitude. And then the team became lackadaisical. And and that was that was what Westbrook said. Like his 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 demeanor just just sucked the life out of everybody else and and what i read from this article i read on 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 westbrook was that he is actually a very driven scheduled like tickety-boo guy which i never thought i never thought 
really thought that much about him. But it makes, and, uh, but it and makes sense with the way he plays, right? When you see the way he plays, it does make sense. That he's a guy that gives a shit, uh, wants to be the best, all that sort of like, because that's just how he plays. Whereas Harden, you never got that impression by the way he plays. Yeah. No, he's kind of, it looks like he's disinterested. So yeah, you're, you're right. He, uh, the article was, was crushing to, to Harden and it, Basically paints a picture like who wants this guy? Like who who I know he's I know he's an MVP and he gets you a lot of points, but but do you want this guy in your in your locker room? He's a cancer. It looks from this article, he's a cancer in the locker room. Listen, as Michael as Mike Singletary, the former coach of 49ers, once said, I want winners. Right? Yeah. He, okay. I, I don't want that guy in my locker. Exactly. I don't want that guy in my locker room. Oh. Now I think if he were to come to the raps with Masai and the Nick Nurse with Nurse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure wherever he goes, he now has to to get rid himself of that persona because uh, no one else, no one's clearly, gonna, no contender is going to put up with it. Uh, but if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, the last guy that they need, and certainly based on tonight, the last guy is, is a James Harden type. Like they're really, really good right now. They don't need a third. They can win the East without James Harden. So why trade for him? Exactly. Why? Why? Why trade for a guy? You already got you already got Kyrie. So why trade for another guy who can upset the camp, the chemistry? If you got if you got already already one guy on your team that can easily do that. I think in the history of the NBA, no team's ever won with two head cases. You're right. That's you could look that up. There's no Probably there's sad. never been two head cases. One you can survive one head case, but you can't survive two. I'm not sure how you Google that. I'm not sure head cases would be the title you'd put into it. Well, think about it. Bulls, Robin, one head case. <laughs> Pistons, Rodman, one head case. Uh, I'd even say the Lakers, Kobe was a head case, but you, right? One head case, but he was a head case. I'm telling you, you can't survive two head cases. Hey, no. no, I don't think any institution can survive more than one head case. No, not even the pod. <laughs> well, we don't have Deno anymore. We get rid of it. We get rid of the second head case. That's why we're still going. <laughs> uh, but you know what the. The trade that Deno threw out today that uh, he said is on the books, which I actually think uh, is a great trade for Houston. So the Nets get Harden and Ariza, which doesn't matter. Ariza, fuck, bag of balls. Uh, Rockets get Lavert, Dinwiddie, two futures, uh, and a first round 22nd. Uh, and then, and for some reason, this doesn't make sense, but the Thunder get Jared Allen and all this, which that must be the way to make the salaries. Work. I don't know what the Thunder giving up in that because I don't think you can just get a player. Up a to draft get, oh, they have a, do they have a draft, They're giving up a draft pick, aren't they? Aren't they giving up the 20? No. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there, isn't it? OKC's oh, yeah. uh, 20, via, 20 via the Clippers, which comes via the via the Thunder. But then Ariza's now, he's on a rocket, is he? Uh, this is, I feel like I'm going back to the Western Conference top eight playoff picks here. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I do think that's a, if I'm the Rockets with John Wall, Karis Levert, and Spencer Dinwiddie, it's not a horrible nucleus. No, no, because you are rebuilding there for sure. Yeah, so it's a total I, rebuild. I, so I read, I read that from Daniel today, and uh, I quickly went out and bet on the Nets um, over wins this year because I thought when Deno sent that to me, it was a done deal. I thought that was a done deal trade. You know what? I must admit, when I first read it, it was like that was the trade. I agree. <laughs> then, of course. So then I opened it and I realized it. So, so then I did some more. Then I went to CBS Sports. So why? Why is this not a headline on CBS Sports? So I went back and went. Oh, it's not a done deal. But I do have Brooklyn over wins this year, and I still feel good about it. I still get them. But that'll that'll oh, get me the mud. 
I feel very good about the Nets over, even though I didn't bet it. I do feel very. I think that's a that's almost assuming those guys stay healthy. I think that's a no brainer. Seems they just dump truck the Warriors by twenty six tonight. Um, you're, all right, oh, so you're, you're yeah. four seed Warriors. Your four seed Warriors got dump trucked. Wow, was that what they were? I don't. Who knows what they were that yeah, night? Four, it could have been four seed. Was your four seed? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, been, NFL storylines. We got to keep moving here. Yeah, we do. We totally do. All right, NFL storylines. Let's just start with the big one. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What the hell were the Jets thinking? Like, you you, you cannot win the football game. Like, you, you have to do something. Trevor Lawrence is miles better than the second quarterback in college right now. Like that is, that is gold staring you in the eye. I don't, I don't care if you take your start, like you put your starters and say they're injured and put your, put your bench on. Like you have to, you have to figure out a way that doesn't put you in a position to win that game. And there's no, there's no, there's no fans in the stadium. So they're not going to be angry that you, they paid a ticket price and came out to watch, to watch some bomb quarterback. Well, they are the road anyway. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. And cause Darnold had right? a, a Jets fans like, no, what? But don't like the Jets fans are on your side. You're you're not going to alienate anybody. Like the fact they won that game is shocking to me. Just just absolutely shocking. And how oblivious of an organization. I know the coach is trying to save his job, but the GM's already made up his mind whether that coach is. I think, it, I think it one in thirteen. I don't think you're saving your job because you have the one. Yeah, right. I don't think you're saving your job. But I agree that is that is an organization that clearly doesn't have anyone manning manning the ship here. Uh, and just saying, here's how we're going to do things. We're not going to, you know, our starters are going to play fuck a quarter. They're all going to get hurt. Whatever it is, you're going to you're going to come up with a way to, to design this where it's uh, maybe not as obvious as uh, as we all think it should be. But I must admit, I do have some empathy for the situation because here's this is ridiculous. We should not be in a in an, a billion dollar sports league where teams have to sit there and think. Do I, should I try and win a game? Like that's ridiculous. Tanking is one thing. So when baseball, which invented tanking, you just put an inferior product out, out in the field and you said, this is what I'm going with. And this is these, my team's on the floor. In the NFL, these guys, because there's no lottery system, uh, they now are in a situation where they shouldn't be trying to win games. And that's the exact opposite of what any sports league should ever, ever be about. You should be trying to win as many games as you possibly can win. Uh, and if you come second worst in the league, you know, your percentage of ping pong balls in the draft lottery is such a minute uh, differential between being the worst league. So you still got a great chance at the number one pick. Like that's what it, like they have to, if the NFL doesn't figure this out now, they have to go to a lottery system for the draft. Oh, 100%. The only way to do it. Right? It's the only way to do it. Because now look at look at the integrity of the league for the next two weeks. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I want to see if Jacksonville. What else, so does Jacksonville figure this out now? Do they actually say, okay, we're going to put our beeline on now because we got it. We just For, got, we just got a gift. But are they going to be like like it? I I I I hope they do. Oh, I, I would think they would do for that. For sure but, they are. But we said for, for sure. sure. That, well, we did say for sure the Jets would never win, and they and they did so like. Does, does Jack, like, is there something that we're completely missing here that these teams are going to try to try and, and avoid this, this nugget out there? I thought there'd be a player revolt after the Raiders game. Just them to go on. This is bullshit. I can't believe they put us in this situation. Like, I just thought the players would be like, fuck you. I'm out. Um, which I can't believe that didn't happen. But let's not let the Rams off the hook here either. Oh, I mean, how does that happen? 
I mean, how does that fucking happen? Biggest upset in the last 25 years in the NFL. That's the biggest that upset crazy? in the last 25 years from a, from a point, you realize, point. I don't know what it would have been, but if you'd parlayed the Bengals and the Jets this weekend, oh. and I'm sure somebody did somewhere, I don't know what that what would have been, but it would have been, it would have been massive. It would have been massive. Yeah. It, it would have been, been yeah. That would have been a year maker. That would have been a year. <laughs> Pretty maker. much sure you all the, from the book from the betting site. So all the money that came in on the other teams probably would have covered off that massive payout anyway. <laughs> nobody would have made that bet. Everybody. Oh, would have made that bet. Yeah. oh, I know. So that is like, can we just go? Like, we talked uh, three or four pods ago about the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I would like to throw Jared. I'd like to throw two people in there. I'd like to throw Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Jared Goff. I could not believe how fucking bad. Here you are down 23-20. It's third and four, then it's fourth and four. And you're throwing 30-yard bombs. Yeah. Just get the first down and keep it moving. Yeah. Right? You And on fourth down, fourth and four, you can't be thinking home run ball. Now, I'm going to go with that's probably the play that was called for whatever reason. So he just he, was his first read. He went with it. But I think Jared Goff is it now a horrific quarterback that you cannot be paying what you're paying. And then and then I will also comment on the fact, because I watched most of that game last night, Ben Roethlisberger can no longer play the position. That's just, those are quick asides to what we're talking ben, about. But ben, had it's no, over. Ben, ben had no offensive line last night. Like he was getting he was getting pressured on most passes. So I, I think he, like, they got a ton of injuries on the line, and, and I don't I think Ben, he needs protection back there. He was yeah, just, but he's noodle. It's a noodle. Like, you know what? It makes sense, right? These guys who get older, it's like that pitcher who goes from throwing 94 miles an hour to the next season, he's throwing 88. That's what happens to these quarterbacks, too. And that's clearly what's happened with Ben, too. Like, he has zeros. The number of balls that should have been completed but just didn't get there quick enough last night, oh, my God, I think it was every third throw. I just think he's done. He's done. But if I'm if I'm the Rams and Jared Goff is my future, now he's a, but he's a Jekyll and Hyde. Like, we've had some weeks... Yeah. We've, had a, we've had some weeks this season where we said, oh, my God, that golf is awesome. Um, you voted him in your top 10 earlier on the year. And uh, and, that bad. and then uh, and then uh, some weeks we just go, oh, my God, he's just disastrous. Like, talk about Jack. But you know, Jack and Hyde quarterbacks, they don't win Super Bowls. They don't. They don't no, that's you, right. You got you to play four four good games in a row. You can't have a Hyde game in the playoffs. Right. That's a, that's a very good point. See, if we were playing around the horn on ESPN right now, you'd be I would have dinged you up. That's a good that would you got to get a point for that one. That's a good one. Um. Yeah, and then I mean, listen, we shit on Trubisky in that uh, segment three weeks ago, whatever it was, and all of a sudden he's playing well again. The Bears look, de- but he's a Jekyll Hyde guy too, right? And then next week he'll be awful. And I've already bet on them to win their fucking game, and they'll probably. Well, actually, I think they're playing Jacksonville, so they're. I think they're going to win that one. <laughs> I think that's a freebie. <laughs> all right, um, all right, keep going. Um, Chiefs, Chiefs to thirteen and one, yep. still lead, still lead the league. But they, what, you told me the stat. They've not covered for the fifth week in a row now. Was it was it five? You or fucking six? believe that? They're, oh, and I'm not joking. I've bet them every week to cover, and they're zero and five in the last five. Zero and five. They, they, and they seem, most they times, in the last three weeks, it's been a backdoor slop, late fucking touchdown or field goal, and you're just going, "How does this keep happening?" Now, I guess to their credit, they're always up two scores, right? So that's that's the advantage. You're up two scores, you don't really give a fuck, but. Oh, it's such, it's horrible to be bad. Like they cost me some money too this week. And wait till they're not up two scores. Like wait till they get to an wow. opponent oh, not up two scores. Then, then you get back to it. I still like I. How about like? Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not with you on this one. Yeah, I'm not how with you on this. Bills? I still think the Chiefs are fucking unbeatable. The Bills are rounding into form. Like that was a that was a big 
beatdown of the uh, Broncos this oh, week. Denver, yeah, fuck, what a what a resume builder that is. The 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 Bills, I got them at six to one to win the AFC East. I'm liking that bet as the weeks go by here. I know, but I can't believe they were only six to one. To be honest, I thought they would have been more than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but let's not. For, okay, but if you go back to their stretch, I know it's four or five weeks ago. They were horrible. Allen took himself out of the MVP conversation because he was horrible for for three or four weeks, or at least three weeks. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still don't think anyone's going to Kansas City and, and beating Mahomes. Like Mahomes, they, is, Mahomes is the guy that doesn't lose. Yeah, it never yeah. really looks good. Or they should be winning by True. more, but he's not going to lose. True. Right? He's going to do what he has to do to win. That's what the good quarterbacks are for sure. That's what the good quarterbacks do. Right? Yeah. So. But I do like the momentum. I do like the momentum behind the Bills. So we'll, we'll see. The well, other one, Alan. and the anti-momentum, my anti-momentum story of the week is how about the Steelers losing? They've lost three in a row now. They are heading backwards, heading into the playoffs. Losing to Cincinnati, like they got a tough game against Indy this week. I can't see them beating Indy this week unless something drops. Where's that game? Is that game in Indy or Pittsburgh? I'm not sure. Well, it's got to be in Pittsburgh because their last. Oh no, because they lost to Washington I, I, and I then Buffalo. It was Indy. Oh no, it's Buffalo. It was Buffalo. No, it can't be because they don't play three games in a row on the road ever. That never happens. They were just in Buffalo, it was just in Cincinnati. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, be spreads only one and a half, like one and a half there. So I like so how Pittsburgh has been beat by some mediocre or less than mediocre teams, and now they're going into Indy. So the Pittsburgh's easy to lose four in a row here, I think. And then they get to the last game of the season. They're going to be tied, probably tied with the uh, with the Browns, and they're going to be playing for that division title. And uh, so I get the, the Pittsburgh can easily go 0-5 coming into the playoffs here, fall to a wild card spot from, from where they were. Well, you know, I'm not sure you can still bet it. You might be able to, but can you still bet to win the division? I'm going to look it up right now as we're talking, but I think you can. So yeah. you're saying yeah. – Oh, Cleveland to win the division. I wonder what that pays right now. Cleveland's got the Jets this week, so they they win they win this week, and the, well, the and Jets. Fuck, I don't, that's no that's no W. That's no guaranteed W. Cleveland's got the so many games back. So they're they're only one game back. Is that right? Ten and four, eleven three. Ten and four, they're eleven yeah, they're, three. They're one game back. So Cleveland wins this week. Indy lose. Indy knocks off Pittsburgh. Cleveland's tied for the division title. Then they play. Yeah, but don't head to don't play be, head to head. But Pittsburgh beat them. But Pittsburgh beat them once, so they'd still have the tiebreaker. But yeah, but then it would come down yeah. to the last game of the season. There's You're no right. tiebreaker. Yeah, no tiebreaker if they if, if Pittsburgh loses. Pittsburgh wins. It's probably dead. It's dead then probably. Uh, well, I don't even know no, because then uh, Cleveland yeah. can beat them, and who knows what that looks like at that stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, listen, they look terrible. Their offense looks horrific. Yeah. Um, and I think they're bang, they're I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I, I had Rivers as one of my top three worst quarterbacks ever. Um, but yeah, you have to bet on the Colts. But oh, uh, you know, that's 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 definitely a no bet. That's a no bet game. <laughs> I'm, not, I can, I'm on record right now saying I'm not betting that game <laughs> till the end game. So the end game uh, I'm betting it. Uh, that's one of my picks, actually. So we'll get back to that later on. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Good tease. Right, that's, that's all I got. That's a good tease. That's all I got for storylines. Uh, really? There's not, there was nothing else? There wasn't much. It was just... Kind of week 15 is kind of a... The favorites win. They didn't cover a lot, but they... they where are you won. Where are you in fantasy world? Any fantasy news for you uh, with your teams? My, so we, we have our playoffs. This is the first week of playoffs. I missed the playoffs by... Uh, the final game of the season on the final night, I got I got uh, beaten by a, a team that got in the playoffs and I didn't make it, so I'm out. I'm out of I'm out of fantasy. Uh, well, unfortunately, my league, uh, I went one and thirteen this year. So we do bottom four. We do bottom four. Toilet, the toilet bowl. 
toilet bowl. Yeah. So uh, this week I put up the most points I put up in God knows how many weeks still got trounced. So I'm out now in the toilet bowl finals next week and we're not allowed to pick up players. Once you're in the toilet bowl, that's it. You rosters your roster. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure I can feel the full team. I don't think I can feel every spot this week because I can't pick up any players. So I, I am trending toilet bowl champion. Uh, just not great. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's. See. This is a good week for the teaser. Like this, this is a teaser week too. This is this is where I I say you can only make money doing teasers in the NFL. Like if you took you took the Colts. So these are these are picks that if you tease six or seven points, you would have won the game. But if you had bet the spread, you would have lost. Colts over the Titans. Bucks over the Falcons. Seahawks over the Skins. Zona over over Philly. Uh, Packers over the whoever they played. Uh, all all five of those. You would have lost if you bet the bet the game, but if you teased them six or seven, you would have all winners in there. So, I, I think the lines in the NFL are very true. So if you can get that teaser action or the money line, like Bart likes to play the money line, um, it'll work in your favor until you carry it all into uh, the Jets to to finish it finish it off with it with uh, the Rams. Um, and then, uh, that was fourteen. That was fourteen hundred on my on my eight game money line parlay. At seven of the eight hit. The only one that didn't. Fucking, I, I just couldn't believe. I was shocked. The, the shock. Rams. Ram. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen hundred down the drain. Uh, by the way, that is for Danielle Hine breaking it down like that because she uh, she asked if our gambling stuff. She I don't think she necessarily understands when we talk about the lines and plus and minuses and teases. So yeah, we should we should maybe do a, a whole pod just on the tutorial of, of what tutorial this gambling just for, just, just for Danielle. That's for like Danielle. A four, might be four hours long. But yeah, we do. <laughs> But you know what? Can I just tell you, you know, this should be what drives me. I, I didn't even talk about this. We're on a Zoom call with the Heinz, and Danielle brings up in front of my wife. Well, she asks, she's like, I'm just curious, is the game are you guys really is it real? Is the gambling really real? Or do you guys uh, my, I mean like I'm I'm giving her the old like cut the throat sign, like, no, let's not talk about this here, right? Why don't you DM me and I'll give you the the lowdown on the gambling? Let's not talk about it in front of Becky. Unbelievable. I don't know the guy code. She does not know the guy code. Well, she's not. Uh, she's, not a, she's not a guy, so I can give her that. That's true. True. And uh, the Browns plus two seventy five to win the division. That's actually not. You know what? I may. I may put a little. I love this. I'm all over. That. Yeah, all that's over not that. horrible. That's not horrible. Love that bet. That's, right, that's, that's, that's basically, basically you're betting the Browns plus two seventy five to beat the Steelers. That's basically what you're doing. Because they're going to beat the Jets. They're going to beat the Jets. Then it's going to come down to the last game. No, I, we don't know. We don't know the tiebreaker there if they end up being tied, but. Uh, but you're right. I wonder. I wonder if the odds have factored that in. That they do know the tiebreaker scenario. We don't. <laughs> oh, they would. No way. They would know that. <laughs> but technically, you could be right. That's like getting the Browns at home plus two seventy five to. Yeah, you know what? That's a bet. That's a bet. The the betting public should make right now. Yeah, I'm betting it. I'm betting it. I will. All right. Listen. Let's. Yeah. Let's go on because we're gonna, we're going to wrap this pot up in seven minutes. So, uh, <laughs> backyard gambling. I agree. Backyard gambling. So we had a we had a uh, a good a good week by the leader Dano uh, with his unders. Oh, and unbelievable! Another three and zero. So he's got three and zero back to back weeks with the unders. So apparently, uh, us trying to pick the games is, is a lot harder than than just picking the two New York teams in Washington every week. Uh, just throw darts at the unders. <laughs> so Dano sits with another three and zero. He's at twenty five twenty and one with a fifty five percent win percentage. That is making money. Um, so well done, Dano. You have a you have a uh, almost an insurmountable lead on us. Kitsch comes in with a week of two and one, two and one. So a decent week for Kitsch with, with picking. I had one under one over and a game. So that, that worked out. I was, I'm 20, 25 and one with a 43% win percentage. 
And the Bart on the uh, on the walkie week goes one zero oh, and two. So Bart got nothing wrong. He got two pushes and one win. Perfect week. A perfect week. So nineteen twenty-five and two gives him a win percentage of forty-one percent, which puts him back in the cellar of the race. Oh, my last two weeks, I'm trending. I am. I'm, it's a good trend for me. It's a really good trend. One zero oh, and two. You you pushing? Well, one zero oh, and two, and I was two and one the week before. So, I mean, like, that's not horrible. You can make money out of that. If you if you would just bet me the last two weeks, you've done well. You've done well. I'm, sure, I'm not sure people are buying India yet, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and in the and the sure could buy. Can I just say? Can I just say my twenty five thousand gajillion lock play of the week did come in. My one victory was my twenty five thousand dollar lock. That's true. That's true. That Miami over New England. Yep. Yeah. Freebie. That's a freebie. And then the uh, we can't beat them, but we sure can cover race. Uh, Bart had. Philly plus six over Arizona and it ended up being a plus seven. So missed by one there. So got a down zero on there. Kitch uh, rid Jacksonville the second. Okay. Kitch is, I'm now off Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. Yeah. You should be off them for a while. And Dano at Cincy over Pittsburgh, which he got the half point for the victory as since he put the boots to Pittsburgh. So Dano now takes the lead in that as well with a 6.5% running total. Or 6.5. Uh, Kitch is at six and Bart's at five in that race. For a guy, listen, maybe that's a strategy. Find someone who does not follow the NFL and just get their advice. That's yeah. the under. That's the unders. Does not follow the game. <laughs> that's watched five seconds. Genius. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, Pittsburgh is a dog at home this week. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, plus yeah. one and a half. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you meant the other way. All right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, uh, that was, was the lead. He sent me his picks again. So he's <laughs> to follow you. This is what Dan. So Daniel sends me this. Um, I'm not sure he knows who's playing or, or what's, what's, but he, he sends me both New York unders and Redskins under. So basically he's taking the exact same picks he made last week and probably the week before. So you've got the giants under the jets under and the Redskins under, and whoever they're playing, and whatever they're there. Giants, Baltimore under forty-five, which I actually don't like. I think that's a, I think that's a loser. Panthers, uh, Washington under 45, 44 and a half. Uh, Washington may not have a fucking team, or uh, may not have a quarterback. Since their last quarterback was in the strip club this week without a mask on, so he's who in they, trouble. They picked up. Uh, they, who they pick up? They picked up uh, Josh Rosen from uh, from Tampa. No, I think San Fran picked him up, didn't they? San Fran picked, not Washington. San Fran picked him up. Oh, San Fran picked him up. That's right. Mullins got hurt. San Fran's picked him up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then he went the Jets under against um, whoever the fucking Jets play. Who did the Jets play? Oh, uh, the Browns. Under 47. Yeah, actually, I do like that one. That one seems obvious. Yeah. 47. All right. Uh, second place is myself. So I am going to ride on a bounce back game, they need they need they need to get some momentum here. I'm going to take New Orleans minus a seven over Minnesota. Minnesota has nothing to play for now. New Orleans needs a little mojo with with Breeze back, so I will take that. I will also take. I do like Indy. I, I'm like, I'll wait till Pitt can prove they can play again. So I'm going to take Indy minus a one and a half in Pittsburgh. I do like that one as my second pick, and my third and final pick is ooh the Washington. I'm going to take, I was going to take against New England, but I'm not going to go against New England because that's, that's sacrilegious. Oh, so I'm going to, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Washington with whoever quarterback they get in there at minus two and a half to win that game. Cause they need that to win the NFC East. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Carolina. Yeah. And Carolina. And that's, that's a reasonable. They should win that game, but they, they probably won't. 
Um, probably not. The East is such a disaster. And then all of a sudden, that makes the Eagles Cowboys game just massive. Yeah. Uh, see the, did you see they moved the times of this week? So the, the, the Redskins were supposed to play at one o'clock and the Eagles Cowboys was at four. And the NFL just moved the Redskins game to four oh. just to make sure that that Philly Dallas game was a legitimate game. Like they're actually trying. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, actually. Um, all right, can I go? Do I get to make picks or not? This You're up. Yep, this doesn't last. I mean, I don't get to make picks, does it? You really okay, care. Can I just tell you, you that we get, get a drink or some food? Go right now. But listen to me. All three picks. I never do this. This is a very rare event. But all three picks are twenty-five thousand star lock no, plays not, of the not, week. Not one fifty though. There's not one one. one they don't no. don't have fifty. No, they're all twenty-five. No, no. Twenty-five thousands are guaranteed. Fifties are like just. I'm getting ahead of myself at fifty thousand. So here we go. First one of the week, the Seattle Seahawks minus one at home against, I, I just have to, I'm just, I'm betting that he, he, it'll take the Rams two weeks to figure out what just happened. Check uh, Hyde. No, and this is basically for the division, right? This is for the division, which I'm now heavily invested in. Uh, Cause I had a three division parlay. I went Seattle chiefs and green Bay. Uh, so I'm heavily invested on the Seattle winning this game. So, but they are going to win this game. And the, yeah, the, the Rams are done. The Ram, like you don't come back from losing the Jets. It's over. So that's my first one. My second one, which I I'm sometimes I don't understand the odds makers. San Fran looks horrible. They just signed Josh Rosen as their potential quarterback. It's over for them. Arizona minus five. Spend it, bet it, then spend it. That is just that's a freebie. I don't understand. Like, it, and all of a sudden, Arizona's back. They got momentum going. That one makes you know, no sense. That line was that, three and a half by the way when it opened. Two, it opened at three two and a half. It was two and a two half, and, half. and now it's five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two five. That's do huge in the NFL. Yeah, do the fucking math on that one. That that yeah. I mean, the whole world understands Vegas made a mistake on this one. Uh, and then last but not least, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna just celebrate the end of the football week with this one. So I'm here's what's going to happen. I'm going to win those first two bets and then I'm going to let it ride. Let it ride on the fucking Buffalo Bills in New England. What are you telling me? They're AFC champions right there. The AFC yeah, I know, but no, no, I, but this is not a Buffalo Bills bet. This is a fucking Cam Newton. You can't be in any organized football league ever again. Right? I would not honestly Right now, if I was playing flag football and Cam Newton and I were the options at quarterback, I think my whole team's looking at me going, Dave, it's your ball. Right? It's your ball. Cam, go, go fucking. You, Cam, you're the, you're the snapper. You count steamboats. That's what Cam's doing. <laughs> I'm telling you. He cannot. He can know. How is he not one of our top? Like, how did he not figure into our. Uh, I want to redo. Next week, we're doing a redo. I'm the worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Cam Newton is at the top of my list. He cannot play the position. He cannot. And there's no, like Buffalo scoring 40, maybe 35, but New England's not scoring 28. Buffalo Bills. Not with that offense. So I'll, I'll get on the I'll get on the Rams, San Fran, New England parlay. So I'll get on that. Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Just send the money to me. Don't bet it. Just send it to me. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, 
Can't beat him with sure can cover. Deno leads that race now. Deno's taking a lot of options. Hit. This week. I've, 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 I've led that all the way through. I'm going to lose in the final weeks of the season. No, you're not. So he's well, got. You will. You'll lose to me. He's got New York. You. He's got New York Giants as his uh, New York Giants plus the uh, eleven. Is that right? No, plus eleven against Baltimore. So he does that one in for his uh, his uh, pick of the week. I do like that one. I am going to go with. I did circle it here. Jags, no, I'm not going back to the Jags. And it was Cincy. It was Cincy with a with a plus plus eight. Oh. Is it plus eight? Oh. Cincy plus eight over Houston. They just Houston won their is, Super Bowl. Houston oh. is banged up. That's He's a terrible up. decision. That if it, we actually the, Houston should also be in our plays this week because that was Cincy Super Bowl. This it, that's it. They're done. That's a they're that's over. That's a terrible decision. I'm, I'm actually feel better that you disagree with that. So that's good. Well, I, I'm going to ride the hot streak, and I'm going to go with the team who hasn't covered in the last five weeks. So I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons yeah, plus 10 and a half. Oh, my God. That's free. No, but you know what's going to happen now? It's Now it's going to turn. Now, now that you're on this, finally, it's going to share. Yeah, the one by 30. Uh, Atlanta will get a slop touchdown in the last quarter to only lose by 30. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. But I do. I listen, I got to ride that streak because I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm done with the chefs. Totally done with the chefs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's right. uh that's, you know, that's we gotta get we gotta get out of here. Let's college, uh, gotta touch base on college betting. We gotta do that. We gotta touch base on it. Had a rough week last week. Had a rough week last week. You know what? Don't tell Brock that. Wait till Brock's on as our as our third co-host. He's gonna want to talk to you. So Buffalo, Buffalo, come on. Like they they it was over 67, 68, 69, depending where you got it. They had fifty six points in the first half and they scored ten in the second half. Like fifty six and ten. Bad beat. How the, that's a bad beat. <laughs> that is a bad beat. Alabama. You know what? If I wasn't out, if I if I wasn't out in COVID times, which I shouldn't have been, but I was out, I would have totally cashed out. Yeah, if I would have cashed out. Fucking unbelievable! Unbelievable! I shouldn't have been out. That's I should know better. It's a COVID. That was a COVID mistake. It's a COVID mistake. Um, the games before our next pod that I will be on, I will be on Coastal Carolina minus six and a half over Liberty. Uh, Coastal Carolina is a decent team. Liberty kind of blew their blew their water. I think they're they're just getting they're getting the tighter spread because of the fact they played in such a terrible division and, and almost went winless. So I do like that one. And Oklahoma State is next Tuesday. Um, they're minus two over Miami. Miami's on a bit of a downward spiral coming in here. Oklahoma State plays some tough opponents this year, so I like I like that one as well for uh, for up until the next pod. Oh, well, you I love that one. You want to get up early. You want to get on early? I think so. You can either look at the Alabama game last week and say that's Alabama's first non-cover. Um, they got exposed in the second half by the Florida offense. I think that's a bit of a wake-up call for them. They're playing a much, much weaker Notre Dame team. Notre Dame is lucky to be in the top four, I would say. Um, I think you can get on early because that line's not, not minus nineteen and a half now. I say that line goes above twenty-one. You want to try to get that below twenty-one. So get on Alabama. And uh, I'd still ride Clemson two over. I, like I think Alabama Clemson final will be good for football. I think it'll be a really decent game, and uh, I think we're getting there. Well, it's nice that it'll it'll be a new it'll be a new final for everybody. That we're not, so that'll be good. I agree. It will be good for football. Something something different. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know about Texas A and M versus Notre Dame. Who should have should not have gotten in, but. I'm just done with the argument, but like the fifth place team has no argument. No, right? You just don't. You just don't have the. You don't have an argument if you're the fifth place team. It's like, well, you know what? You shouldn't be the fifth place team. So, um, 
I, but that being said, can I just say wholeheartedly, Ohio State should not be in. You can't play six games only in the Big Ten and think you deserve to be. They beat nobody. You have no idea how good or or, uh, or not good they are. That's a disgrace to to college football, they, especially after the Big Ten says here are our rules, and then they fucking change the rules because they're in. They they did not look great against Northwestern. They barely beat Indiana. If AM has any argument this year, it's because of that. AM played a full schedule again in the SEC. It, it is bullshit that, that Ohio State's in. It's total. Now, Ohio State could probably win that game against Clemson. I don't think they will either, but I just think that was a that's a stain on the system. And it, well, it is. It's it's the marquee teams. Who drafted the best through the year? We'll give them, we'll give we'll give them a berth. Yeah, right. Totally. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, that one's ridiculous. I don't like that one. All right. Um can we move on from your little college section? Yep. So it's funny. I didn't hear about 14 and two. No 14 and two proclamation. One and uh, four. No, it weren't one. It weren't one game. From what I released, I only, from what I released in the pod, I, I released, the only one I got was Clemson. I lost Ohio State. I lost Alabama. I lost Buffalo. Brock, one and three. Brock was not happy. Brock one was three. not happy. <laughs> Brock dove back. He dove in on the Kitsch Express. He was all over it. Thankfully, yeah. I think I got I think I got Brock in on the uh, Alabama first half. Uh-huh. I, think, okay. I think he said Ohio Ohio State second half was a, was where you where hopefully got in that one. Yeah, we don't live pod, so it's hard for people to pick up on that. We don't li- we don't do a live pod. You're right. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, what drive? Is that right? Me, drive? Yep. You want to start? Or you want to start? Uh, no, listen, I'll start. You got a better one this week, so I'll start. Uh, and, and we're gonna stick with it. This this just happened. Like this is fresh. This happened ninety. No, 180 minutes ago. Uh, so Tuesday nights now are my tennis night here, um, and it's a group. It's a it's an eclectic group of guys from from various parts of the island, and here we are. But it's a so it's it's meant to be a social event, even though no one sticks around for beers. I'm the only one who sticks around for beers after. But um, tonight, I am heading. So we there's 12 of us. We rotate courts, and you switch partners every time you get to a court. I get to the, over this 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 court and this guy's like, Hey, listen, just, just be careful. This guy that we're playing every once in a while, he'll, he'll look like he's bending down to tie his shoe. And then he'll, he'll quick serve you and serve underhand. And I actually thought the guy was, was joking, but then I realized my partner is 74 years old. So he's probably doesn't joke about much anymore. Um, and so he, I think he was telling me, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. But it never really thought that it was going to happen. Um, here we are. And we're like, it's three, three, because you play one set, it's three, three. And this fuck wad on the other side of that underhand serves my 74-year-old partner who was not fleet of foot and, and didn't get to the ball. That is, that's ridiculous. You, at a social tennis event, any tennis event, you, you don't get to under, Michael Chang underhand served in the 1988 French Open final, which he won against Yvonne Lendl. Because he couldn't stand up, he was cramping so bad. That's that nut that's bar okay. under the nut bar under Sandhead serves a uh, What's his name? Kreich, uh You know the guy that's always in trouble. He's always chirping. Oh, uh, the Australian. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Kreitich. Uh, Jesus, why can't I think of this? Uh, <laughs> oh shit! That's it. Yeah, but yeah. And what does everyone think of him? <laughs> they think he's a douche. Nobody likes him. No, uh, nobody likes him. I just, I was shocked. I actually thought from going to like, okay, that's not real. You're, you're fucking with me. There's no way someone's under to the guy actually underhand serving in a social Tuesday night. Like, are you, 
<laughs> I, I did not like it. I, I really thought that was horrible. And so that for me, that's a very recent, uh, what drives me crazy. Fuck you. I, get, I, get, I don't know the guy's name. I didn't like, I didn't, I never got, you, got to meet him after. You never met him. You, you didn't no. take the time to. Well, I didn't tell. I just well, the guy who organizes it. Oh, Nick Curios, by the way, Nick Curios. Curios. Nick Curios. Okay, I can come with it. I didn't tell the guy who organized. I'm like, listen, yeah, that guy's a no. He's a no invite back. If we, if we only have 11 guys, you don't even invite that. You don't you don't call him up to see if you can make a 12. That guy's out. So I just I just googled underhand serve here, and. The, what, what pop, a picture pops up of Michael Chang. Michael Chang is the yeah, picture that pops up. Right. That's the only fucking guy ever done. But it was legit that he did. He couldn't stand up. He was cramping so bad. I was okay with that. If on Tuesday night tennis, you can't muster enough energy to serve overhand, which actually most of the guys I play with, they probably questionable. can. Questionable. It's questionable. Then I'm okay with it. But if you're just doing to try and get, like one up me or like catch me off guard, no, you're out, you're out of the league. You're out of the group. You're you're a recreational tennis and you can't overhand serve. I think I just go to the bar. Like that's that's it's enough. Like you don't have to hang in there for the for the extra game. You can you can pack it. Yeah. Or you you pat yourself on the back. Yeah, I got that guy. Got him. Yeah, you got me because I wasn't I wasn't thinking that would ever happen. You're right. Good one. All right, my uh, my what drives you crazy? So I come up come upstairs last night. There's a game going on, and uh, my daughter is sitting and she's watching the bachelorette. So I said, okay, I'll sit down for like 15 minutes and watch this show with her. It is horrifically awful like that. It is, it is a terrible reflection on society when a girl can make out hardcore and sleep with, or spend the night with three other guys. Sure. You don't know for sure what they're doing behind those. Doors. The cameras don't go that far, but yes, we have to, we can draw conclusions. Yes. At three different nights, so it's probably three back-to-back nights, or maybe they had two days off in between. I don't know. That she can be intimate with these guys for three nights in a row and then have to pick one, and the other two that don't get picked, plus her, are devastated. Well, like, how can it's it's It's, it's not shocking that she's only going to pick one of the three. Yeah? And the fact that they allow you to do this on a on a show-by-show basis, it's it's it's. Awful. It, I was watching. I was going. It was driving me crazy. It just. It's such it, a bad. It is. Um, I hate to say it because my wife. My, my wife used to watch it religiously, uh, and I used to comment almost religiously about how what a terrible look it was. First aside, but women. It, it's a bad look for women. It really, really one that these women are invested so heavily that they don't get the rose or whatever the fuck it is, and they are devastated. Like they they can't go on. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know how many women. You know what a great montage would be of all the people who don't get the roses, who then like freak out and just how many of those women are going? Oh my god, I can't believe I I can't believe that was my reaction. What an idiot! (laughs) And now at the bachelor, like the bachelorette, where the guys are all like, that's equal. Let's not be. I'm not. We're not being sexy. That's equally horrible. It's it's a totally different spin on horrible, but it's equally horrible. I agree. This is, and I think this is a mainstay in society. Yeah, that that show is everything that's wrong about the world. Yeah, it really, really fact, is. People are glued to it, and and they and they can't put out enough shows. And like my my daughter and her friends, they can't they can't miss an episode. I'm like, geez, like I'm potting up in my bedroom tonight because the Bachelorette finals on right now. I, I, I <laughs> that my pot. It's a final. Well, and then there's like the whole like. Uh, fucking 
horny island uh bachelor spinoff whatever it's called uh like there's always paradise yeah paradise island or whatever (laughs) like it it is it is ridiculous uh i know and this makes us sound like two old guys but it's not two old guys it's not two it's just people now have a little bit of perspective even i think 25 year olds are going yeah i know this is horrible but it's a guilty pleasure i get it like that i can relate but you know what our guilty pleasure was fucking season one of uh gray's anatomy that was it like that was like that's what we had to deal with back then 20 years ago i don't porn. know or, or porn porn <laughs> Well, yeah, because it wasn't accessible. That now, now it's not even a guilty pleasure. <laughs> we should probably wrap the base on that. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, all right, AOB. Let's get out of here. My AOB. So my associate, my assistant at work, um, come give my Christmas gift today, which was oh. and I, which was Nick Nurse's book. Like, that's like one of the best gifts they get everybody. So Nick Nurse wrote a, wrote a book, and I just opened up quickly. And the very first page, those Nick Nurse's coaching journey. So I said to Bart, I said, we're going to go through this coaching journey just to, just to sort of break down where he's been. He's been with, uh, what did they say here, 15 teams in four countries on his way to being on his way to the Raptors. So he, was, he, was a, so he started, he played college basketball at uh, Northern Iowa, and then he became an assistant at uh, University of Northern Iowa in 1989. So he looked back. He, I, for some, a lot of people think, oh, Nick hasn't coached that long. Yeah, he's been in it for quite a while before he got to the Raptors. Just it wasn't it wasn't a mainstay name. He didn't recognize it there. Next year he went. Then then he did a big stint in the UK. So he went over and he was actually a player coach for the Derby Rams in the UK. Smart. Came, That's a good career move actually for him. Came Smart. back came back to the US 1991. Head coach for Grandview University. Got to be a Division three or six or seven school. Then ninety did that for two years. Then ninety three got the assistant coach at the University of South Dakota. So moved himself up to Division one. South Dakota, not a, not a stellar powerhouse, but moved up to visual assistant. Then uh, went back to the UK again after two years there and became the head coach of the Birmingham Bullets in the UK for 95 to 97. 98, he coached in Belgium, Telendus Ostende, the Belgium head coach, and then back in the same year to Manchester Giants in UK. 2000, head coach London Towers in UK. 2001, back to the US, assistant coach for Oklahoma Storm. So part of the WNBA, I guess, was it the storm of the WNBA? Are they? I, I think they are. I think. Was that, no, that was the that was the G League. Or that was the D League or G League. Oh, that was the G League, was it? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't think he's done the WNBA. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I haven't read the book yet, but I don't think he's done the WNBA. Then he went back to the UK again. So he's coming back. So back to the UK. Was a head coach for the Brighton Bears. So he's had one, two, three, four, five head coaching jobs in the UK. Up in, up in the first 11 years of coaching. Came back, assistant coach at Oklahoma Storm again. Then got his big sort of push for 2017, head coach of the Iowa Energy, probably the G League again. Went yeah, back to, went back two years and went back as assistant coach of the Great, Great Britain national team. So assistant coach of the, of the, of the Great Britain national ah. team, which is, which, is, which is there. Then came back, head coach of the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, which is, a, that's a G League team. Actually, I think that's where he won his title. That's where he won his G League title. Grand. And then 2013 assistant coach of the, of the Toronto Raptors. So yeah, his, 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 his only leap to the NBA was, was the Raptors, but holy Jesus. Can, can we make a future AOB your book report on after you read it? If you assuming you ever do read it. 
Well, Sue uh, said that, Sue said she would read it. And just give me a breakdown of what the book said. So that'll be good. This would be your first book in how many years if you actually read it? Uh, whew, what was the last book I read? I did read Bobby Knight's story if, uh, number, uh, about 20 years ago. I think I read Hank Haney's book uh, about you, 10 years ago. You, you told me about Hank Haney. Like, I read that because you read it. The big that was mess. Like 10, that was like 10 years ago. That's a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. I read half of one. It was about something assholes come first or something like that, which is actually a pretty entertaining book. And uh, uh, that was it. Well, you remember, if you go back to one of our earlier pods from uh, 2020, I think I had a... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Book a month or book a week or something like your head? No, no, it wasn't even that. Fuck, it was five books for the year. <laughs> how, how many you got left? How many you got left? I got four, I have four and three quarters left. <laughs> four and three quarters to go. But you know what? I got the worst because I have, I bet you 40 books downloaded on my iPad. Like I hear about all these books. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read that. I'm going to read them. And I literally have 40 books on my iPad downloaded, ready to go. And yet, uh, my quest for five, I'm four and three quarters. You can read a book. Go. You can read a book on, a, on your iPad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Jeez. I got a hard. I got uh, a hard cover. Uh, yeah. It's, um, but I actually, I think I, when I first started reading books on my iPad, Becky's always reading books. She Becky reads a lot more books than I do, obviously. Um. She always she she won't read a book on uh, on an iPad anymore because she wants the hardcover uh, or the, uh, some sort of paperback or whatever. Um, but I must admit, like I'm the book I am now reading, which I've been reading since January. Um, it is a paperback, and I much I prefer that to an iPad book to an ebook. So there you go. Maybe that's book like is this book like two thousand pages or something like this? That's what you're reading right now. Oh. Uh, what's what it's not is a page turner. I can tell you that it is not a page. Every time I go, okay, I'm gonna go back. it. I get three pages in and I'm out. I'm just asleep. Eight <laughs> seconds in. I bet you Slacker's read it. I bet you Slacker has read it. Oh, there, you go. there you go. It'll be. We're back to it. Slacker. Slacker's on the pod. There's my. He'll be my first pick. Oh, he's, he, yeah. he's listening. He's listening the longest. He can add some value for stuff. He's, he's a degenerate gambler. He's got a good degenerate gambling stories for sure. <laughs> yeah, we may have to like prod him a little bit for some of his answers, but that's fine. Yeah, I can work with Slacker. Yeah, he's an outgoing actuary. Sorry, Ike. I, I, Ike, you were my first thought, but apparently Kitch uh, wants Slacker instead of you. Ike falls, uh, behind. Ike falls behind in the pods. He gets like he's he gets he gets a couple weeks behind. He doesn't oh, catch up. He? He's not regular. He's, he, he, yeah, he gets he gets well, out. COVID might be COVID. That's that's oh, I never you know what. That's bullshit, Ike. That for a guy who could so, he's so critical of me. Oh, he's not. An, oh, I don't like that at all. Really don't like that. But you know what? Can I just say, uh, speaking of which, even though Brock will be, Brock can come on and defend himself. But I now think Marilyn Joe is our number one, like, download. He downloads and listens right away. I get it. I usually get a text within within a couple hours of it being out. Joe is like, a, whereas Brock is kind of, eh, I, get, I get the old, uh, I haven't quite listened to everything. Doing that, yet, but... we got to get, get Marimo and Martina on, too. They're, they're like, what's what's ca- what's and her dad. And her dad. Yeah, you know what? Sure. Uh, that'd be good. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Totally get them on. Um, all right. My OB quickly, just the whole Tiger Woods, uh, Charlie Woods thing this week. I didn't watch one second of it. I saw the kid warm up the swing and how eerily similar it was to Tiger, that sort of thing. But I'm, you know, I was watching with Bobby uh, and I were watching a little bit of the, the stuff on ESPN and we got into talking about the whole situation. And every time I see any one of Tiger's kids, I just think, oh, there's a horrible conversation in his future about why mommy yeah. hates. Why does why does mommy hate you so much? 
I don't care how great a swing is. Oh, I'm not sure it was worth it. I'm really not sure it was worth it. We had to take him down right. the golden griddle. Show him. We had to show him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like to think those kids will be tormented throughout their lives, right? Because people always bring it up. Every kid, every person they ever know or meet will all know the whole story about what their dad did. Like, oh. yeah. oh, it's, I mean, what is a teenager and the other teenagers know about it? Oh. If he's playing any athletic sport that's competitive, like outside, like golf, like if he's do, if he's on a basketball team or football, oh, oh my god, I'm playing against him, my view's not ammunition for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes you the horrible person, but it doesn't matter. That's it's going to happen. My point is, it's going to happen. That shouldn't happen, but it's going to happen. I just think, oh. So the question was, um, here's the AOB. Here's the question: Has Tiger told Charlie, who's only eleven? What's really what really happened? No, no. I think so. Like my my Johnny is almost twelve. If, if Becky had done that to me, I would have told Johnny by now. <laughs> right. Becky did that. Yeah, I would have absolutely told Johnny by now. Why does Daddy hate Mommy? Maybe not all the details. You could, you could maybe you go French. <laughs> no, no, no. French. Like oh, Daddy had tigers. a Daddy had a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> like that, that. That's a. That's Brought a, her to Australia. Uh, and it went horribly wrong. And it yeah, went terribly wrong. Yeah. It just didn't, didn't work out very well. That, <laughs> that hit me with a golf Knocked all my teeth out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's maybe the eleven o'clock or the eleven eleven year old story, and then the sixteen seventeen year old story is yeah, dad had twenty girlfriends. He had twenty. Girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's with a bottle of a bottle of vodka. All right, Charlie, sit down here. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to go. Wait too long. We got to wrap. All right. Okay. All right, Corey, thank you. Take it away, Matt Devlin. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Fuck you, Corey. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. You got it!